Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. What's up, everybody? We should be live. Everyone should be able to see us and hear us. Let's make sure everybody say hi. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey. Yeah, everybody in chat, make sure you can hear us. Nobody's frozen. Let us know if anything's fucked up. We'll get it fixed as soon as we can. This is our weekly Fallout 2D20 gameplay we do right here every Friday. This was the gameplay we were doing on the Mad Queen channel, uh, but she had to start classes at Harvard, so we switched this team over to the Cybernation Uncensored channel right here. Um, but it is the same team, the continued story and campaign. You are in the right place. I'll do a little mini recap uh, before we dive into today's session. But before we do that, let's do like we always do. Let's go around the table. Everyone introduce yourself. Let people know where they can find you online and introduce your character as well. Uh, Brandon, start it off. Hi, I'm Brandon Perkins, also known as DM underscore Brando, and I do all kinds of tabletop streaming. Uh, I do writing, uh, working on a novel that uh, takes place in the cyberpunk-inspired universe. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about the voice acting end of things because uh, a sound set uh, with Sirenscape has just been released that features my voice rather heavily, and it's called Cyberpunk Trauma Team. And uh, I highly recommend you check it out. It's super awesome. Uh, and I say that with uh, a massive amount of bias um, because of the amount of my voice that is in it. Uh, and because, uh, as you know, uh, I'm full of myself. I play <laughs> Jerry the Ghoul. Uh, as I usually say, the ghouliest ghoul around. Definitely the ghouliest ghoul in this group because uh, most of the others are too ghouly. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Perfect. Darth. Evening, I'm Darth Zion. I do a lot of Fallout content over on YouTube, cover a lot of other Bethesda games as well, doing all of 76 at the moment, Fallout 76, so if that sounds like your sort of thing, I'd love you to have you check it out. And I'm playing Sprocket, a Mr. Handy and a mechanic who is exploring the worst wasteland for the first time today. Nice. Jay. Oh, hey, it's Jay. You can find me on all social media at Just2Casual and Casual Creativity over on Twitch. Variety streamer, entertainer, all-around performer, actor, and writing my own anime-inspired TTRPG, Deep Breath, all that um, where magic meets technology. You can find that on Deep Breath RPG on Instagram and Twitter and our website, deepbreatharpg.com, to sign up for the email blast so you can get updates and also some 
you know, secret release content that you can only get if you subscribe via email. So check out the website. And I shall be Genbajiyasuke, the samurai of the wasteland super mutant, finding a way to bring justice in a land of pure chaos. Well put. And I'm Rob Mulligan. I'm the founder of CyberNation Uncensored. Uh, this is the channel that you're at right now. The, that's our brand, CyberNation Uncensored. We do all kinds of gameplay tutorials, series, um, just lots of content. And it's not just me as a game master. We also feature a lot of other GMs, overseers, and such. So check us out. We would love you to join our community. We have a very active Discord, uh, you know, Facebook group, uh, Twitter, anywhere you see social media, you can find us. So please show me some love. Subscribe and follow to CyberNation Uncensored online, um, especially, like I said, here on Twitch. And on YouTube, that's where we kind of uh, push all our content and such. Um, I also want to mention, too, um, that we got some great sponsors. Brandon brought up Sirenscape, and Sirenscape is one of our official sponsors here, just like Modifius Entertainment. Uh, one of the main reasons we're playing this game, not just because we love it, because uh, we do love it, but also because uh, we got some support for Modifius, and that's always awesome. So we want to give them a shout out. Um, also, make sure uh, you share this stream. We would really appreciate the support. You know, we do this live because, like I said, our passion for gameplay and everything that we're doing. But, um, obviously, it's way more fun when we have people tuning in and contributing ideas to chat and just being part of our story and gameplay. So, please, share the link around. Post it on Facebook. Retweet. Uh, post it on Instagram. Go over to your neighbor's house. Knock on the door. Let them know we're live. Call your mom. Let her know we're here. We're live. Tune in. What the hell? Where is she? Uh, just let's get it going. Uh, but anyways, let's do let's do a little mini recap. I'm the overseer here, and uh, like I said, this is our weekly gameplay. Our team has basically been traveling around Florida. Um, there's a lot to this. I would say check out the Mad Queen YouTube channel. Um, all the VOD uh, videos, all the previous sessions are there up until we moved it over to Cybernation Uncensored. So you can go to Cybernation Uncensored YouTube, get all the VODs for the current season. Um, but you can also backtrack at the Mad Queen's channel and get the previous season, all the cool things that the team has been through, like meeting cannibals and rad leeches and um, a Mickey Mouse cult at Disney World with a missile silo, uh, the Enclave with some weird chemical clean wave shit they're doing out of the USSA launch pad. Uh, the Brotherhood of Steel is in Miami. Uh, they control Miami and Miami Beach. North Miami is controlled by the Northside Kings, these raiders that are kind of, I don't know, holding it down against the Brotherhood of Steel and what they're doing. But... Where we last left it, the team was at a farmhouse. Uh, they met this guy, Hank. They basically rescued her. Uh, his daughter was captured by some local uh, raiders. And um, uh, what Galver says, uh, Mom, Rob is calling you. Rob who? <laughs> Mulligan, Mom. Son of Doris. Maybe. maybe. Not sure, Mom, but he called you. <laughs> I did. Tell your mom. Uh, tune in. I'm waiting. Um, but yeah, they're, they're at this farmhouse. They basically uh, saved this girl that was captured by some tra a little group of traveling raiders. And um, yeah, they rescued her, brought her back to her family farm where they met Hank and his son, Ken. Um, and uh, he basically told them, yeah, Brotherhood of Steel uh, put all of us farmers into some slave labor for uh, Miami and Brotherhood of Steel in turn for, you know, protection and all that shit. But, uh, but he doesn't like Brotherhood of Steel. You know, they, they showed up. They even killed his wife, who was a ghoul, a stepmother to their children. He was very accepting and open, but obviously they weren't. Um, and then the slave labor aspect, obviously. But uh, but he, Brotherhood of Steel uh, was traveling through the area, stopped by the farm for a moment to check in, I guess uh, catching rumors of his missing daughter and such. But um, he hid the team out in this little cellar uh, in the in the farmhouse while he kind of brushed Brotherhood of Steel off, said, hey, I got my daughter, it's all good, you know, got, got her back from some raiders, convinced them to move on. 
Um, so they moved on. Uh, the team was able to come out of the little hiding cellar. Yasuke, a little bit freaked out, a little PTSD from being captured and his past of slavery and issues he had. Um, everyone definitely check out that Session Zero um, on the Cybernation Uncensored channel so you can learn about uh, Yasuke and all the, the character stuff. But, um, but he busted out of that cellar, kind of running out, you know, regaining some composure, freaking out a bit. Um, Hank seeing that um, basically said, oh, wow, you know, he seems freaked out. This is, you know, you guys were making some noise down there, but luckily I got Brotherhood of Steel out of here. But goddamn, that was a close call. Um, yeah, if you guys are trying to get into Miami, I would suggest approach it from North Miami. Otherwise, you know, Brotherhood of Steel is probably not going to be very welcoming of a team that looks like this. Um, and we'll take it right from there, you know, right from that conversation. You just busted out of the cellar. Um, Hank was explaining that. I'm going to get, uh, let me get some Sirenscape sounds going here. Um, we'll get some radioactive wasteland, a little custom set that Brandon put together for Fallout. If you're part of Sirenscape, look that up. Let's see. Yeah, you guys are inside the farmhouse right now. Um, and like I said, Hank basically uh, got them out. You guys just got out of the cellar. Yasuke just busted out, just kind of regaining composure, like I said. Um, and Hank is there. He explained what he explained. You know, that was a close call. But yeah, if you... If you're heading to Miami, I'd, I'd suggest approach it from the north. You know, you got to be safe. But if there's anything else I can help with, I, I'm here for you. You know, I'm, I'm indebted to you for saving my daughter. We'll you mentioned take... some symbols in down in that cellar uh, that looked kind of like an asterisk. Would I know anything about those? Would I recognize those at all? Um. Yeah, you didn't notice them down there. Um, but Sprocket did notice them. He noticed, uh, uh, those symbols, um, the stack of those sheets. Um, I think he had the good perception on that role. Uh, during the time, I think you were, you were focused on calming Yasuke down, making sure he didn't tear down the framework of the house while he was freaking out and Brotherhood is still out front. Um, uh, but Sprocket saw that symbolism. Yeah. And Sprocket wouldn't know what it is, uh, being in his history in the mechanic shop and stuff. What did it look like again? Um, it was kind of like an asterisk symbol, like these lines going out just, with a, like a house symbol in the center of it. Just on the walls down there, or is it uh, something else? Or, like on, um, Was it on anything in particular, or was it just sort of painted on the wall? Or? Um, there was one painted on the wall, but then there was like little sheets of these symbols, like you had a stack of them. Ah, oh, I see. <clears throat> Yeah. We have work to do. Indeed. I think we were lucky today. It's uh, fortunate you had that cellar. Yeah. Thank you for uh, looking out for us. Yeah, like I said, uh, saving my daughter, that <laughs> I'm indebted to you. You know, uh, this... Brotherhood of Steel, slave labor bullshit. I mean, we're protected, yeah, but this isn't this isn't freedom, you know. Yeah. Eat. I couldn't help but notice your cellar didn't seem to be used for a lot of storage. Uh, well, apart from uh, that pile of papers with the uh, with the symbols on them. Very convenient. Very lucky that you happen to have this place. What do you normally use it for? <laughs> 
Give me a speech. This would just be a difficulty of one. Yeah, let me bring up the, the dice overlay. There we go. Nada. <laughs> yeah, um, he. you can tell he looks a little bit nervous when you bring it up and I... Yeah, we used to, you know, store supplies and stuff. But now, you know, Brotherhood—they take everything. There's really no, no storing of anything, so it's fairly empty. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and those, those symbols—they're just from some, just some side work that I that I that I work on. All right. Um, so, do you know anybody in the Northside Kings specifically? Um. I mean, I don't, I don't really know them specifically. I mean, they kind of just run North Miami. Um, it's this guy Richter pretty much runs it. He's kind of like the leader, I guess, of them. Um, this guy Johnny, they call him Richter, but um, I don't know. He runs it. He, you know, he's a typical raider. But uh, I guess the fact he's against the Brotherhood of Steel and kind of keeping North Miami together makes him a good guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just so fucked up, you know, but, um, I guess he's the, the lesser of the evils. Yeah. We've known good Raiders before. They, they're out there. Yeah. It's true. It's rare, but, uh, but yeah, if you head into, uh, you know, North Miami, just, uh, you know, just be careful. Approach it from the north. Like I said, I'd avoid the south altogether. And um, yeah, if you get into town, um, and you start, he he walks over to uh, like this bookcase and he starts going through a drawer and you see him pulling out um, some more of these like little sheets, similar to the ones that were in the cellar. Um, but he explains he's just uh, you know if you go into North Miami, uh, go to the beach side in. You know, you're gonna need a place to stay anyways. Um, they're probably going to check you out, whatever they do. But once you, once you finally get in, go to the beachside inn. Look for this symbol. Uh, you'll, you'll know you're there. Uh, this guy Curly runs it. Ask for room 22 and give him this. And if, uh, if shit hits the fan, uh, he can help you out. He's, he's a good friend. He's a, he's a partner. I mean, you guys can, uh, if you want to head over to roll 20, I'll show you what he hands you. He basically says... Um, you know, look for this symbol. Um, I don't know if you can see it there on roll 20, if it comes up for you. Mm -hmm. um, is it there? Can you guys see it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like a little asterisk with the house. He says, yeah, you know, go for the beach side and look for that symbol. You know, you're in the right spot. Um, you know, Curly runs the place. Give him this. And he hands you this symbol on a, on a page. Um, he says, give him that. He'll, he'll know that you're friendly. And um, and like I said, if shit hits the fan, he'll be able to get you out of there. Thanks once again, then. Yeah. Absolutely. Very hey. kind of you to uh, put us up like this. Yeah. He hugs his daughter, and he's just like, "Hey, she's everything to me." So, you know, I I'm here. If, if you need anything in the future, too, I'm here for you. So uh, now, now that I've seen the symbols, is that would that be something I'd recognize? Yeah, I think so, um, Jerry. I don't even think uh, 
You know, Yasuke maybe not so much, less traveled uh, because of his his being kind of isolated, the Bushido code being training and all that. But but Jerry being a l- little more traveled, um, and being a ghoul, you know, and not feral. Um, you know, it's part of the whole railroad uh, um, system. You know, this guy's probably a, r- a railway agent or whatever. He uh, or he's at least part of that network. And you know that those uh, those symbols basically are marked around kind of like a you know a thieves code or whatever, a sort of um, you know, only they recognize it, but it's a way for them to kind of signal each other. Like, here's a safe house. This is a friendly, um, you know, there's supplies hidden here. This is a bad area. Avoid this area. Things like that. And you, you, you recognize those symbols for being that. And you know that these, these people, they pretty much, uh, they try to help since get out of, uh, the North, um, getting out of, away from Brotherhood of Steel and enemies and, uh, the Institute and such. Uh, so you, you know at least vaguely about all that stuff, and you can go ahead and explain it to your teammates and stuff when you see it, if you want to react to it when he hands you the symbols and stuff. It's up to you. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, I see. He's so, uh, you railroad, huh? Oh, you're familiar. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you do some good work helping out the synths, you know. Yeah, and, uh, well, we've been helping uh, people like you and uh, your buddy Yasuke here as well. We've been uh, kind of expanding and helping ever since, the, well, what the Brotherhood's doing in Miami. Yeah, well, I think it's needed. You get guys like the Brotherhood and uh, Enclave and, you know, things that they do to good people. Uh, it would be nice to be able to stop those kinds of organizations with organizations such as your own. Oh, yeah. There, there's not a lot of us, you know, down here. Uh, there, there was more of us before, but obviously we, we had some trouble when Brotherhood first came down here. Um, but I can assure you that that guy Curly, he, he's with us. Uh, like I said, he's he's a supporter. He's my partner. If, uh, if shit hits the fan while you're in there, if you're in North Miami... Uh, He'll be able to help get you out. He'll be able to help. Yeah, sure, sure. Now, now you're saying there's not a lot, a lot of use guys here, but um, would you happen to know of other organizations that are working, maybe other than the Northside Kings, that might be able to help us take down some of the big guys in the area? No, it seems like uh, you know all the little guys got kind of shut out. There's no more big, big players. No more factions running anything out here. Um, we're kind of the last of the Mohicans. We're holding holding down the last of these uh, these safe houses, and like I said, we've kind of shifted our attention and our our efforts towards you know ghouls, some some super mutants, and you know some of the more civil of the rad netizens and those that Brotherhood are trying to clear out. You know, it's just not right. But but uh, but yeah, it's pretty much all Brotherhood and Northside Kings. You know, they're the they're the Northside Kings are the only reason Brotherhood hasn't taken over everything yet. They're just kind of maintaining that balance, keeping them at bay. But other than that, like you said, the Enclave is up north. They're doing that clean wave shit you're talking about. And I think that's it, you know. Uh, well, uh, did I can't remember. Did you mention the, the House of Mouse to Hank? I don't think you did. I don't think you did, no. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so yeah, he just mentions, yeah, Brotherhood, Northside Kings, and Enclave. All right. Cool. Thank you. Um, so, what do you guys what do you guys think? 
when should we head out in the cover of dark? Hmm. Well, we might have a better chance of slipping past any Brotherhood patrols that way. Well, what are we thinking about doing? We're going to try and make contact with these Northside Kings? See if they might be interested in helping with this situation? I think that might be a good idea. Uh, talk to this Richter guy. Hope for the best. Maybe he hates Brotherhood so much that uh, he'll go along with our plan. Seems possible. He's uh, unlikely to have the same problems as us can approaching the Brotherhood, at least. Or might be able to get some of his people to help out, possibly. Maybe. It, all we really gotta do is just find somebody that we can get to look like a courier to bring the message and some of the dirt, you know? The Brotherhood could test the dirt. They could see, like, hey, this clean way thing is killing everyone. And the Enclave is going to use it against the Brotherhood, you know, something like that. That's all we need. We don't need them to know anything about the the killing the ghouls and soups and stuff. We just need them to think that Clean Wave's going to be used against them. That's a very good idea. What is that? This thing is... I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you. Finish your thoughts, Sprocket. This thing clearly looks... It's some kind of weapon. I could imagine uh, a group as large as the Brotherhood... We eventually lock horns with the Enclave, and I don't think they'd want to find out the hard way about a weapon like this, so that sounds like a workable plan. Um, what does Yasuke think about all this? Uh, I know he's you know, regained his composure by now, was stressed out over being in that tiny cellar, but, uh, but he's back to normal. He hears Jerry Sprocket discussing this, the conversation Hank had, the you know, uh, railroad uh, uh, agent stuff, uh, the symbolism. You know, he hears the potential planning of Jerry and Sprocket talking about this. I know Yasuke's not the big intellect on planning. He lives by the code. He's kind of simplistic in that. But in that, what does he think about all this? What is what is his reaction to these conversations? Uh, Yasuke very distinctly is doing nothing but just staring at everyone. Um, still maintaining that mild tense. Not the fact that he'll, like, freak out again. But observably, he's very just sitting there tense, almost anxious, almost that sense of eager, like this energy's built up and is waiting to burst. But I do want to do, does any of the information present to trigger any repressed memories of any kind? That's what I want to know in case any of the flashbacks of any of the memories since before the loss of memory. Did he what? Uh, oppress any? Yeah, did like does anything about the railroad or anything bring up any memories of before he lost his memory before the whole Bushido retraining circumstances? Um, yeah, yeah. Why don't we try to see if there's at least a role to see if there's any type of like pre-memory of some of this going? Why don't you give me? Um, yeah, let's just go with intelligence survival. Yeah, intelligence survival. Intelligence survival. Yeah, and 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 how many successes you get is gonna be, uh, you know, the depth of memory or what comes to you. Um, I'm gonna gauge at it. least one success, surprisingly. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. When they talk about it, Yasuke, like at first, you don't recognize the symbolism. You don't recognize I'm talking about. But as Jerry and Sprocket go a little more into it um, with Hank when he mentions about hiding, and so it, it does click a little bit. Uh, like you, you do recognize the name um, of what these, you know, the, these rail signs. You've heard like that word before, the, the rail, uh, uh, railroad code. Um, little things kind of click you're not smart enough to hold on to all the details and stuff, but it does feel like, hey, these are good guys. You do recognize that as, like, good people, good morals and stuff like that. Allies. Got it. Yeah, no, then Yasuke is just standing there kind of waiting and staring at everyone, almost in an uncomfortable way of just not moving. He's not... And Hank speaks up. Well, yeah, and if, if you know, you're welcome to stay here as long as you want. I heard you mention you might want to leave at nightfall or something. Like, seriously, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Um, I got a guest bedroom down the hall. Um, you know, you can stay for dinner. Um, you're welcome. How far away from uh, sort of North Miami and this uh, motel you mentioned, and where the Northside Kings have set up, are we? Is it a, a long journey? Or is it... um, no, we'll just say it's another half a day. I think that's kind of what we said. It was like the half a day to the farm and then beyond that. Um, and, it, you know, streamline this a little bit. But, yeah, about a half a day travel. Hmm. And Hank explains, yeah, it's you know, it's about a half a day uh, till you get over beachside and you get over to, like, Miami, you know, just cut a little north, enter Miami from the north side, like I said. Um, but you know, on the way there, once you pass the, these series of farm fields and stuff, it's just, it's just dead land, man. Like the Brotherhood have cleared out everything. They've tapped all the aquifers, drained the water. The land is just fried. There's nothing. So you're just going to see like dead plains all the way to the city. See, doggy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody must have knocked on the door or something. Hank, yeah, Hank says to uh, his daughter Penny, "Hey, why don't you go get Kitty to calm down?" <laughs> uh, she runs out to get the dog to calm down, which he just learned is named named Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> if we are to act, let it be soon. Let us act before things escalate further. If we have speak of allies then we must claim them before danger besieges them. Yes, well, I definitely think there's no uh, advantage to be gained by waiting, really, at this point. We know the Brotherhood come through here fairly regularly. Probably not the best place for us to hang around too long. We're just putting these fine people in danger as well by being here, so... We should move on, I think. Yeah, I guess you're right. And reminder, what time of day is it right now? It's like... Um, I think it's like uh, in the middle of the afternoon. I think you guys went in the morning. You sit at the vault, got rest uh, with her. Then you took her to the farm. You left in the morning so you wouldn't travel at night. It was about a half a day travel. So we'll say it's like, you know, afternoon. Um, and we can streamline things, absolutely. Like, you know, if... 
If your plan is to travel to Miami and you want to leave now, um, I can get into that travel time. Or if you want to wait till nightfall, we can get to that moment quickly if there's nothing you want to do. You know what I mean? We can streamline things. Just let me know what you guys want to do. Um, with Yasuke getting like a semblance of rec- uh, recognition of the railroad, we'll start to kind of... <sighs> if this is the way we must go, we must go during the cover of night. We are less likely to be seen, observed, easier passage through the land. Though there are more dangers of the road, there are less dangers of our opposition. The sooner we can meet with our potential allies, the sooner we can prepare our plans to reclaim this land for the survivors. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay to travel at night if we have to. Are you feeling, Spocket? Well, from uh, what we hear, the Brotherhood has cleared out most of the dangers in the area. So all we really need to do is avoid them. So I think we should be okay at night. Maybe even better off. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I guess you're probably right. Um, Let's do that, then. Let's uh, wait till cover of night. And we'll start on our way towards north. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Yeah, you guys hang out with Hank, uh, you know, get some dinner, a little bit of socializing, and uh, it gets to nighttime, and now it's dark outside. You guys have the that advantage uh, during travel where people can't see you. Uh, and you guys head out. Uh, you guys head out into the wasteland. Um, you say your farewells to Hank and his family, his daughter, son. Um... And, you know, he reiterates the fact, you know, uh, hit up Curly, shit hits the fan, he'll be able to help you, and don't forget I'm here if you need me. Um, you know, good luck. And you guys head out. Uh, heading out into the wasteland, um, it's, it's, you know, just pitch dark, um, pr- fairly silent through the night. Uh, from here, going over towards Miami, you can see, like, the outline of the cityscape um, in, the, in the night sky, um, but it's fairly silent uh, with the exception of like, you know, the the breeze and weather style stuff, but it's not, uh, you know, there's no life out here, um, no no brotherhood traveling around, no combat things. But um, you do notice up ahead, um, it looks like there's some type of fire, um, and it looks large. It doesn't look like a campfire. Um, it looks like some type of like smoldering um, fire, maybe the size of like a few houses or something, uh, but there's no houses out here. I'm just giving you an example of size, um, but you can see that off in the distance up ahead in the direction you're traveling. Uh, with the fire, is there, does it radiate like a sense of smell other than smoke? Is there like, quote unquote, a smell, like burning meat or something? Or yeah, other? you. Uh, yeah, it smells like burning rubber. Yeah, it smells like burning rubber. Yasuke will just continue along the path to where they're going. Um, is the fire, like, along our path, or is it kind of, like, off the direction we're going? Um, it's a little bit off to the side. It's a little bit north. Um, but it's on the path, I mean, for the most part. Should we investigate this, or uh, give it a wide berth? There requires no need to engage with this fire. It smells of rubber. 
And of that, it has no qualms to me. All right. Uh, yeah, let's let's give it a wide berth then. Yeah. Let's, uh, skirt around it. Yeah, you do that. You uh, you travel a little bit wide. You try to avoid getting right up on this burning pile of something smelling like rubber. Um, and as you pass around, give me a give me a perception um, survival. Yeah, perception survival. Um, just a difficulty of one. Um, also, uh, keep keeping track. RC Walker, thanks for the reward there. Rewarded players in negative two. So keep track if you need Oh, nice. Four. Nice. So you got some action points too if you need them. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, Yasuke and Jerry. Um, let's see. Or, or no, I guess it would be Jerry uh, did Sprocket. You didn't roll it yet? Did I not? No. Oh, uh. <laughs> It's blending in in dark mode. That's what's going on here. Yeah, it is a little bit hard. I love the dark mode, but it is a little bit uh, gritty. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, you did too. Um, yeah, so it looks like uh, Jerry um, and Sprocket, uh, maybe Yasuke isn't isn't noticing as much. He, he probably more combat mode, scanning the dark, looking for hostiles. Whereas as you, uh, Jerry and Sprocket, as you pass, you notice it. It looks like it's a pile of burning tires. Um, there's like, you know, random garbage piles in these areas but it looks like this was at one point like a source of materials but it's a smoldering fire now um, but it's a pile of uh, rubber tires strange why would anybody set fire to a pile of tires yeah just all random like this and um and Jerry if you want uh, give me um, well, you, actually, you, uh, Jerry, and Sprocket each give me 2d20. Nice. Yeah, you can see that uh, there's about 14, 14 or 15 um, within these smoldering, burning tires that seems still salvageable. Um, you know, it does come to mind. It is an option, um, just like, you know, gathering materials and things. Um, out of this 14, 15, and other melting piles of rubber, tire, uh, tire heap that's ablaze, um, you can salvage, uh, you know, three rubber um, out of all of them. So, you know, three units of rubber, I guess. Um, it's an agility athletics uh, test, difficulty of two. Um, but because of the fire, it's a three persistent energy damage on a fail, and you don't get the tire. So, just so you know, that's uh, you know, this is a bit of material. If you wanted to gather material, you recognize it as that. Can't see any particular need to gather some raw rubber at this point. Yeah, like in the book, uh, you'll see. Um, I think some of the things you can mod with rubber, like on armor and weapons or something. Like you know, they're just like most materials that you can gather. It's to eventually upgrade things and stuff. You know, at the risk of uh, at at a risk, yeah. <laughs> damage is probably not really worth it at this point. Yeah, Yasuke will not even pay any mind to it. The rubber means nothing to Yasuke, who can't build anything except heads on spikes. <laughs> yeah, well, they have their use. 
send a very, very clear message. Yeah. Are there any roads or anything like that, or any other buildings or anything in the area? Um, no, just, you know, foundation frameworks and stuff of buildings. This area seems like Hank described. It's been demolished, ransacked, uh, scavenged, if not just wasted, wasteland style. Okay. Nothing particularly indicating where this uh, pile of tires might come from or who or what might have set it on fire then. Yeah, and noticing in the in the tires, like I said, you can see other uh, piles of garbage kind of leading north. Um, looks like there might be other material stings kind of leading north in these piles. Very strange. And yeah, as you... Uh, as you go through the night there, um, you know, you see the, uh, the cityscape of Miami there. Um, it is nighttime, but you can at least see a bit of it as you're approaching. And I'll give a little bit of a visual here on roll 20 just to get some imagery. Nice. <laughs> so it's a little, little bit darker than that, a little more nighttime, but this at least gives a little bit of the vibe of what you see in the distance and approaching. Well, looks like we're getting closer. We got a beachside motel. I'm guessing somewhere near the beach. Yeah. So should we try and sort of loop around the top of the the city and of the the built-up area and try and approach down the coast a little bit? See if we can start our search for this place there. Yeah, we're supposed to approach from the north, right? So, yeah, maybe that's good. How much beach could there really be, huh? <laughs> well, what I understand, there's a fair bit of beach. <laughs> I wasn't uh, able to visit myself, but my owner did make a, the trip on several times before the war. And uh, from what I understand, it was a lot of people on a very long beach. <laughs> right. But uh, if we start at one end, work our way south. Seems like our best bet to find it. All right. Then let us be on the way. Yeah, you guys head uh, head into uh, North Miami. You head, uh, you know, keeping it north. I mean, as you approach, it's you know, like I like I showed in roll twenty, just post-apocalyptic city as you're approaching but um, as you get through you can kind of see uh, beach side beyond the kind of rubbled city and then you can see where it kind of uh, opens up into a more uh, kind of renovated city at least something that's been built up a bit you can see some walls some fencing put in it even goes down onto the beach it goes around you can see some barricades out to the edge of the wasteland um, where they've kind of shoveled in piles of debris and just rubble. Um, you can see some bobbed wire. Um, and you can see some outlines of some people um, just randomly along this, like, you know, possibly guards or lookouts or something like that. Again, you're approaching at a bit of a distance. Um, but as you get closer, everybody give me another perception survival. 
Um, and this isn't to find something in particular, like anything hidden, so there's not a set difficulty. Um, this is, again, like a little bit of homebrew that I like to do. I just like to look at the how many successes to gauge how, how much you're seeing here. Complication. Oh, no. Now, perception complications aren't... Uh, that's not bad. Cool, yeah. Um, yeah, you're not getting a lot of detail. We'll say uh, maybe it, due to it being nighttime, right? Um, and let me try to bring it up here on the map. Um, but as you approach, uh, you should be able to see it in roll 20. Let me know if it's not there. Um, you can see, you know, where this highway, and again, this is nighttime. This imagery is to give a vibe, but, you know, mind's eye, this is nighttime. Picture that much darker. <laughs> but as you approach, uh, it's kind of this ransacked highway where they've pushed all these old pre-war vehicles up with these concrete barricades. You can tell there's been times where maybe vehicles have tried to wreck through or there's been some war here before. Um, but it's still secure. It's still sound and it's here. Um, you can see all the fencing. You can see some of the overpassed signage. Um, Jerry makes out these details beyond. Everything I've just described up to this point is just kind of face value. You can see it even in the nighttime. But Jerry, uh, maybe some ghoul night vision stuff. I don't know. But, uh, you know, you, you, you're making out a little more detail. You can see on these the signage going above this highway. Um, you can see some bodies hanging from there. Um, you basically see, uh, you know, like four or five bodies hanging, a, uh, a few males, a female. Um, they look like they've been stripped down with just like uh, uh, minimum clothing scraps, but no armor, no weapons, nothing like that. These bodies hanging, they look like they've been beaten, some old, some a little fresher. Um, but you do notice that uh, they have um, the Brotherhood of Steel symbolism on some of the fabric hanging from them. Uh, like like they've got some of like the, the, the robe cape sort of uh, drapage on them. That's identifying. Um, but you notice that, Jerry. And then you also notice that there's probably about, I don't know, six or seven uh, raiders, uh, guys kind of right up at the front of that fence entrance to the city, north side, um, that are standing there. And as you guys are approaching, you notice that they all kind of stand up. It looks like they're holding weapons. Again, it's dark. You're seeing silhouettes. But you can see there's about six or seven. And they kind of come up to attention as you're all approaching. All right. Looks like they see us. Uh, looks like they've had a run-in with Brotherhood already, too, because uh, those bodies hanging there, they got Brotherhood symbolism on them. Uh, this must be the Northside Kings. Seems like a sensible conclusion. Want to approach these guys or try and keep our distance? Is uh, guessing if they're stringing out bodies, then uh, antagonizing them might not be the way to go. Yeah, if we come, we come as friends. We seek this motel, no? The location in which we have been provided aid. Definitely. I think uh, getting some. Finding somewhere to set up, and maybe this uh, curly fellow can get us an introduction, perhaps, or point us to somebody who can, or at the very least, uh, not approaching armed raiders in the dark might be a, a good idea. Why do we not just approach and ask where this location is? Right then, you hear a voice uh, speak out. 
Hey, who's out there? Show yourself. I'll put my hands up so they can see I'm not armed. Yeah, you see a, a, a spotlight kind of come on, come on, and so, like you see that they have power and stuff, and you, you can see that beyond there. I, I should mention, uh, you can see in the city beyond it kind of changes from that rubble look and dark silhouette. You can actually see some some lights, LEDs, neons, things like there's power in the city. Um, but yeah, it clicks on a spotlight, shining it around bright on all three of you. Yeah. Hey. Uh, we're just looking for others like ourselves that are not friends of the Brotherhood, and it looks like we found you. Can you give me a speech? Not very good at speech. This is just a difficulty of one. <laughs> Let's see how that goes. Oh, nope, don't forget, you've got some, you've got some uh, negative twos, but too late for that. Um <laughs> And this, this will we'll, we'll give a complication. Sometimes I'll skip them on the perception because usually it's just a little bit of confusion. It doesn't play into the role play enough. But in this case, absolutely. Yeah, you, you say that and the guy just, uh, you hear them talking to each other. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, he's a ghoul. I mean, he can't be brother. You never know. I don't know. Hey, all right, come on. Approach. Keep your hands up. Everybody, hands up. Walk towards us slowly. Um, and as you approach, uh, you kind of pass the light and you get a better view. And yeah, there's seven guys right up here. Uh, it looks like they've got guns you can see other weapons things strapped to them they've got leathers metal some cage work uh iron work like definite raiders and they're wearing uh scrapped together armor it's hard to tell um, details of the weapons and things in the night but there's definitely seven of them here and then other ones you can kind of see along the fencing and such um, but as you approach um the one guy kind of steps up uh, and he says what's your purpose here uh, who, who are you guys Hey, we're looking for the kings. We were told that you might be able to help us. Yeah, he turns and, and starts like whispering to one of the guys, and they're talking. And you can see that he has um, a sort of uh, a crown tattoo symbol um, on his neck. Um, but he but he whispers the other guy, and he turns back. Uh, Okay, okay, yeah, you, you want to come in? Uh, obviously, uh, you guys aren't part of the community. You're new. Uh, there's going to be a quarantine process uh, uh, you, I mean, well, you don't look like you're part of the Brotherhood, but uh, but uh, all right, all right, all weapons down and come on in. And he kind of points over, and there's this kind of like crate off to the, you know, inside the gate, off to the side, um, where he's telling everyone to place their weapons. Hey, would we be getting these back? Is uh, we kind of rely on them for our survival, if you know what I mean? Yeah, as long as everything checks out, you you'll get them back. Any chance we'd get to talk to Richter after all of this? How do you know Richter? We were told that he's the one to talk to. They all kind of start whispering to each other and stuff. Yeah, he turns back. We'll see about that. All right, yeah, all right, put put your weapons in. Let's, let's check these guys out. Come on. Now, my colleague here of the Metal Persuasion, he cannot put his weapons down. They are part of his body. Yeah, that's Don't fine. Think it's yeah. rather difficult. That, that's fine. Yeah, no, I understand that. But the but the rest of you, when he points at the super mutant too, whatever whatever the fuck that is on your back, and he's like looking up at you. You got that huge metal clockwork <laughs> yeah. blade. Like, what did put that down? Do I get it upon passing checkpoint? This blade has been given to me by my sensei. I will not let it leave my possession for a long, determinate time. Look, we're doing a bit of a quarantine here. 
You mentioned you want to talk to Richter. Everybody that comes in goes through the process. You're not part of this community, so we got to check you out first. You'll get it back if everything's cool. And let's just be. And then Yasuke, uh, following it, will take Alf. Um, so the large clock hand blade, the small clock hand blade, um, a dozen, ten throwing knives, and a missile launcher. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and what about uh, Jerry? Oh, man. Okay. Um, Long-barreled hunting rifle, machete, baseball bat, combat rifle, 10-millimeter pistol, and a long-barreled pipe rifle. <laughs> yeah, the guy, as they're doing it, you know, all the guy, raiders are just standing there with the weapons, just, like, looking at you guys placing weapon after weapon after weapon, and then they look at each other like, yeah, I don't... I don't know about these guys. They don't. They don't seem like brotherhood. They seem more like they should be with us. And they start laughing. Um, and then the main guy just kind of like gestures for you to come on in. Come on, follow me. Starts kind of bringing uh, you in. And then Yasuke does raise like his left hand, which has like the metal gauntlet with spikes on it, and like shows that it's like nailed to his left arm. I removing this could prove messy. Uh, uh, all right, whatever. Like the robot, that's part of you. It, it, it's it's fine. Just. Don't fuck around, man. No, no sudden movements. No funny business. Much obliged, sir. <laughs> and then he brings you in. You can see just beyond that. Um, you know, before you kind of get into civilization or like more of the buildings and lights and stuff, there is kind of like this trailer off to the side, out front of this, these rubbled uh, uh, um, concrete barriers and such that you see there on roll twenty. Um, so it's up against that framework on the left there. But um, he takes you in there um, and has you sit down. Um, and it's just a, a room, there's a table, um, you know, there's just, um, looks like a bit of like a lounge or like a waiting room of such, but uh, but he tells you to wait in there. Um, yeah, Rick, Richter will be with you in a moment, we'll check you out. Um, he leaves, closes the door. Well, it's better than the last prison wound up in. You know, uh, cozy. And, uh, at least these guys don't seem to be actively threatening us or uh, disbelieving of us. So it seems to be going better than we could hope for now. And at least you guys got something attached to you to help out if need be. <laughs> Indeed. Not completely defenseless if uh, this thing goes sideways. Yeah, and you guys uh, uh, sit tight for you know maybe about ten, fifteen minutes even pass a little, little longer than than just brief. You know, it almost gets a little bit uncomfortable, like you're sitting there a bit long with no one coming to check on you. But then after like about fifteen minutes, like I said, um, you hear the door open. Um, you know, about four, four raiders come in, uh, not the guys from the front gate, but four other raiders armed. Um, they kind of walk in, um, and they tell you, Hey, all of you stand up. Richter's coming in. Show some respect. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody who, who, uh, wasn't already standing, I know Sprocket doesn't really have a choice there. I know Yasuke usually stands in uncomfortable combat mode. Um, so I guess it would be Jerry for the most part. Hey, come on, cool, stand, show some respect. Richter's coming in. All right, ready. And it's right here. We'll take our five-minute bio break before Richter enters. 
Um, don't anybody go anywhere in chat. We will be back in literally just five minutes. Johnny Richter is going to enter, and the team will get to meet the leader of the Northside Kings, and we'll see what happens. I'm going to leave the mics hot, uh, so if the team wants to chat about plans and uh, chat wants to contribute ideas, you can. I'll be right back. I don't know what we got in the way of furniture in here. <laughs> so we all agree when Richter comes in, I tackle and punch him, right? That's what we're agreeing on. I'm not sure that's uh, exactly plan A here. Oh, I definitely misread the signals. Um, Yasuke is definitely going to just tackle the first person. Wow. Yeah, last time we ended up being asked to put weapons down and go into a small room, we were in a, a lot more worrying situation. <laughs> no, it, we'll be fine, though. As long as they don't keep Yasuke's blade for too long, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I think this seems to be going well. We'll have to see what happens when we start suggesting that they pick a fight with the Brotherhood that's bigger than they are already having. But... Fine, I'll just... See, Yasuke's like, I'll fight Brotherhood on my own, so any help is better than anything at this point. Yeah. Curious to see how this goes. We don't really know much about this group. Apparently they're not the shoot-on-sight types. Unless you're Brotherhood, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah. Fingers crossed that they keep that. And a robot walk in, and they're basically okay with it, so... Yeah, they're like, none of you are human, which means definitively... None of you should be Brotherhood. That sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, if anything, only really Sprocket's the potentially dodgy one there. Mm-hmm. But uh, doesn't have a big Brotherhood, like, uh, stencil sprayed on the side of him or anything, so... <laughs> we just carry around a bunch of stencils from all the groups and change your spray paint depending on where we're infiltrating. Let's just spray up brotherhood like on that guy. We get to Ankh. Paint over it. Go to Kings, put the crown back. Sprocket suddenly becomes a standard bearer in way too much of a literal sense. Exactly. It's like, this is what faction we're at, just holding Sprocket up in the air. See? This is our flag at the best we got. I'm just wondering if there's like uh, any tables or anything in here in case something goes badly that uh, can be rapidly turned into a weapon for Jerry's benefit. Because uh, at least two of us are armed. At the minute, Jerry's diving behind the sofa. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, I have extra. I'm just strong enough to hit most things, so I think we're fine. And then I'll just knock someone over, take their weapon, and toss it to Jerry. That's what we'll do if we need to. Yeah, that, that could work. There's only four of them. We're not that outnumbered. Not the way the last few fights have gone, anyway. As long as I can get rid of whoever has energy weapons, I'm usually fine. It's energy damage that's the stuff that I'm nervous about. Yeah, super mutants tend to be a bit. Yeah. Well, there's extra good reasons for the Brotherhood to pack those laser rifles that they're so fond of. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. I'd be like, ah, oh, Brotherhood, I could beat you up, but you have literally the one damage type that I can't really resist right now. I don't have any extra... I've got a little bit of extra energy resistance, but not much. The factory armor's uh, deflecting a little bit of ballistic damage, but that's about it. 
luckily I do. I also have a way to deal energy damage if I need to. What's that? Uh, my katana actually has a. I have oh, certain mods on it. Electrified. Yep. Oh, nice. That's why there's that big old the cog piece and the gear is just a motor, just ready to just rev it up. Walker says, so we just take a few spikes and some chains and a little spray paint, and all of a sudden it's like Rose from 76. <laughs> Might struggle with the personality there a little bit, though. Just a little bit. She's a bit nuts. <laughs> but we'll see how this goes. Yeah, the problem is, none of us are the talkers. Yeah, we don't exactly have the most persuasive group, right? No, our most persuasive is Jerry, who has, like, I think an eight in speech, with charisma in speech, at mm. best. Yeah, I've got five, but... I have four. Geared entirely towards uh, computers and mechanical skills, so... A little bit of first aid on that. Just in case there's a workshop accident. I have first aid too. I can typically take care of any wound and prevent anyone from feeling pain ever again. <laughs> so it's not so much first aid as it is last aid. <laughs> you know what? Necromancy is just a cleric that was too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, Jerry, we agreed we're just going to... Since you don't have a weapon, if we have to fight, I'm just going to throw you at someone. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe you should die behind the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, jump onto your back, and if anybody gets close enough, I'll try to punch over your shoulder. You know what? That is probably the safest place to be, is on Yasuke's back, not going to lie. Just, if you end up drawing me as a sword, just know I... I don't have a very sharp edge. <laughs> okay, so that's why it's called a bludgeoning tool. Because <laughs> <laughs> it'd be more like a really big club, although yeah. it'd be a little bit kind of floppy. <laughs> you know what? It's more like a whip, a real awkward whip. <laughs> <laughs> Just grabs him by his ankles and starts going to town. I think the confusion alone will give me advantage to hit everyone. They'll be like, is he beating us with a ghoul? <laughs> well, yeah, if, if you hold him by the feet, he's got a nice metal helmet on, so he's got a. The oh, important thing is, is Jerry right. two handed a weapon? Because if so, Hunter says I can add vicious to any two handed weapon I use. So. Oh, that's two legs. So if I hold both legs, by default, Jerry at least does vicious, vicious damage, so. Perfect. How, how tall is Jerry? I think he probably qualifies as a two handed weapon. Oh, perfect. Like five foot ten. Mm -hmm. that, that's got to be a good two-hander. Even yeah. for somebody as big as Yosuke. I mean, my, I have my blade, I think, roughly is about six feet tall. Yeah, so this will even be a little short. Yeah. Oh no, there's a short sword to me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Chad, that's what we're doing here. We've made the plan that Jerry is going to be my new weapon since Jerry doesn't have any. Yeah. 
But when he swings, you might. Has Jerry got fingernails? Could have to claw around. Yeah, you know what, right? Do additional damage. Yeah, Maybe a little try. extra bleeding damage. You made a good point about the metal helmet. I mean, that uh, it protects me and hurts them at the same time. Well, exactly. The armor is definitely going to be a good thing because otherwise that vicious damage might might pass on to Jerry as much as the uh, victim. <laughs> yeah, as long as we're not hitting anything too sharp, doing the piercing yeah. effects or anything. Depends I'll be sure like in these raiders armors. Yeah, I'll hit the one with the caged armor, not the spike armor. Ah, dude, thanks. That's perfect. Yep. And just in case there's a guy like too far, I'll just chuck you like a spear. <laughs> the hands out like Superman. Yep. Yeah. That's the only way to go. Uh, my original plan was just to like rip a table leg off or something. So you can use that as a club. I mean, that also works. Not quite as entertaining, though. Maybe a little yeah. bit more practical, but... Alternatively, I grab Jerry by the legs. Jerry, you hold Sprocket by one of the arms, and I just have a long-reaching whip of just bodies and metal, and we'll just sweep the whole room. <laughs> it starts Done. swirling around in the middle. Yep. Rule of cool, make sure that that works. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Jerry can get hold of like one of Sprocket's like, claw arm and the laser arm. And then we just stick the buzzsaw out, and it's just this massive whirling dervish going around. <laughs> <laughs> the buzzsaw on the outer edge of it. There you go, the team tactics. Yeah. Worst flail in the world. <laughs> see Walker says it deals radiation damage as well. What? <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverine tactic. Yep, that's pretty much what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> We're basically suggesting that because Jerry doesn't have a weapon, uh, Yasuke's going to pick him up and use him as a weapon if we need to. <laughs> Stop <laughs> clubbing people using Jerry. But I mean, like the idea with Jerry holding Sprocket while Yasuke swings, we Ooh. just call that the blender. Yeah, exactly. Nice. You've disappeared, Rob. Yeah, I had to adjust my camera. Um,. One second, I'll be right there. Thought it might be deliberate, but just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do what okay. I want. I do what I want. I don't know if you've heard. I'm back. Well, this is fine. The question is whether or not the camera does what it wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, in, independently in, of you. In all honesty, I had a prop uh, for this next scene um, from filming my puppet show. I had a cannabis-themed puppet show I produced and directed and wrote with uh, starring Tommy, jo- Tommy Chong and Andy Dick. And um, I, I had this prop uh, out set for this next scene, and I think my wife Valerie picked it up with all the props from the post-apocalyptic film last week because I couldn't find it during the break. Um, but I found a quick overlay that'll, that I can supplement as this, so let's get back to it. We're back. Everyone can now see us and hear us. Oh, wait. Jay, did you don't have any food in your mouth. Should I take us back to break and wait? Oh, and hold, we'll on. Come back? hold on. Uh, hold I feel on. weird. Right. I, I feel right. uncomfortable. There we go. Now, things feel normal now. Things feel normal to me now. All right, good. I'm good. (laughs) It's so fucked up. Um, All right. You're back. Uh, You're in this little waiting room. Uh, The door opens. These four guards kind of come in, uh, parting the ways. One of them telling Jerry to stand up. Show some respect. Richter's coming in. Tells you to get up. Jerry kind of gets up. 
Um, <clears throat> and then uh, the guards kind of part ways away from the door, standing on either side of the door as this guy comes in wearing, like, leathers. It has, like, metal plating on the sides of the leathers. No power armor, but, you know, some metal armor on top of these leathers. Um, it looks like it's been scrapped together. But he has some type of crazy big velvet red robe. Um, he's even wearing a crown, but he comes on in. I mean, he just enters the room. Hey, welcome to Northside. Thank you very much. Uh, please have a seat. You, he comes in and sits down. Uh, Yasuke does not sit. Yeah. So, uh... Crouches under the ceiling a little bit. I can, uh... I can assume you're not Brotherhood. <laughs> he looks at his guards. Looks back at you. Quite the opposite, actually. Yeah, well, uh, you can understand. We take these precautions because of the close proximity and the situation we're in, but... Yes, you we seem okay. noticed you weren't... Uh particularly friendly with them <laughs> not particularly no um, but what brings you here we don't get visitors people coming and going other than the occasional trader so what's what's bringing you to my beautiful community well we heard you're not friends with the brotherhood <laughs> and as you can imagine neither are we we've got an opportunity you see there's some stuff going on with Enclave they're using this stuff called Clean Wave kills everything I'm suggesting that we tell the Brotherhood that this is a weapon of mass destruction that is intended to be used on them right start a war let these two factions fight it out and then we just mop up whoever's left over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds easy. Uh, <laughs> so how exactly are you planning to do this? I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, the Brotherhood, the Enclave, it's a, it's a bit of a boys club. I don't know that they're going to they're gonna let you in to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I understand. And they probably wouldn't be too willing to talk to you guys either given your history yeah. they all kind of laugh even the guards behind them the, the raiders behind them all laugh and yeah I don't think we're uh, they don't trust us very much <laughs> well here's what we got we got some soil samples from this clean wave uh, test you know something that could be you know tested scientifically with science and uh, you know if someone were to appear as though they were a courier of sorts delivering this dirt and the message, uh, perhaps even a threat from the Enclave, you know, this, eh, you know, it might spur on a little bit of investigation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. I, makes sense chance but uh maybe worth a shot uh well let's see this uh what's this you said you have some of this clean wave shit or whatever what, what exactly is this let's see it well we have uh, some samples of uh, the aftermath of its effects it's, it's gonna cut a 
reach around the back and pop open his storage compartment and uh, show him the charred, disgusting remains of what was once the earth up north. Yeah, he grabs it, starts looking at it, like shaking it, and starts popping it open. I wouldn't get too close to that if I were you. That stuff is not nice. Yeah, well, I'll be the judge. Oh, shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah, whoa. I told him. Jeez. You heard me tell him. He puts it down. His nose starts bleeding. He's like, oh, fuck. Grabs a yeah. rag, starts stopping the bleeding. It's like, yeah, this, that shit's fucking... Jesus Christ, what the hell is that? It kills everything. Whatever it is, it kills everything. Yeah. Okay. Up north, there is uh, a stretch of land about a mile wide. All of it. Just like that. Really? It is not a pretty sight. Yeah, my, uh... One of our trader buddies, that guy, he looks at some of the guys like that. Gramps. Gramps said he ran into some black shit up there. Wasn't sure what was up, but, uh... Alright. So... Seems like it could be the same thing. So, yeah, it seems like if they're working on something that's... Torching Earth or some... I don't know, weapon of mass destruction, chemical shit like this, uh, yeah, Brotherhood's probably gonna want to be involved. They're gonna, they're gonna want to take that over. You know how they are. Yeah. Um, I can't tell, imagine they'll want, they'll want to be on the receiving end, at the very least. No, not at all. I don't think anybody wants any of that. He wipes some more of the blood away. It's like, that's some fucked up shit. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, you're obviously not Brotherhood. You're You're... Whatever you're doing, you're, you're welcome in Northside. You can uh, pick up your items. Welcome to the city. Uh, we've got all kinds of accommodations here. Shopping, uh, everything is, is civil for the most part. Thank don't, you. Don't go too far south. <laughs> Let me repeat that. Don't go too far south. Uh, we got the border what? set up, but, uh, you know, Brotherhood's constantly uh, an issue. Uh, just... I'd avoid it right now. Let me, let me work what on a exactly possible courier situation, and let's maybe get back together and talk. I'll, uh, I'll find you. I'll come get you in the next day, and we'll we'll talk Appreciate a little bit more. That. Hey, is there an uh, an inn nearby? What, what was it called? The Ocean View or something? Uh, you uh, must you yeah, must be we thinking of uh, that, the Beachside Inn. Yeah, it's like the only Beach motel. Uh, yeah, you're pretty much gonna have to stay there unless you know somebody in the city. So. Yeah, just, yeah that's just, what I was thinking. Uh, head head beachside, go a little bit south. You'll see uh, you'll see the big beachside uh, motel sign. Um, uh, should be open. When you say don't go too far south, what exactly is too far south? Well, then you, you get down into Miami. You get down into Miami. You get down into South Beach. Uh, that's Brotherhood. Uh, you know, we have our barricades. We have our border. We have our men up there, but uh, that's it's ground zero. It's the front line, uh, and I Fair. mean, guys that look like you, uh, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll they'll kill you two on sight. They'll probably take you for parts. I don't know. <laughs> Shudders a little bit. His eye stalks kind of quiver a little bit. Yes, I'll give that a miss. Yeah, and he uh, he stands up. Uh, I'll find you. Uh, just be safe and uh, keep that clean wave shit tight. Uh, sounds like that might be the key to this whole situation. 
He steps out, all the guards follow him. Um, after they leave, uh, that main guard guy that kind of took you to this room steps back into the trailer and just um, ushers you out. Hey, you can come pick up your shit, head into the city. Uh, Richter says you're cool. Wonderful. I'll uh, collect my stuff again. Go gear up. Yeah, you guys uh, gear up, grab all your things. Um, and then kind of head on past this, this initial barricade spot of the city. I'll bring up a, a little bit of imagery there on roll 20, um, just so we can kind of show as you enter into the city, it kind of opens up a bit, becomes a bit more civilized. You can see some pre-war vehicles and some corrosion and, you know, framework of buildings and things that have been long decrepit and, and war-torn, but then you can also see some rebuilding. You can see some some wiring, some power. There's actually lights on. There's neons. You can see some shops, some, um, you know, just, just, just actual life. It looks like some civilization, a uh, complete opposite of everything you guys have been dealing with over the past weeks or months, um, I would imagine, just being out in the wasteland. Um, and as you come in, uh, just to give you just a little feel um, for some of the things, you know, uh, as you come in, you see like a diner, a museum, there's kind of a tailor apparel shop. Um, you see a supply shop that says uh, Gramps Supply Shop. Um, you guys know Gramps. Um, then you see a church. There's an outdoor theater next to the church. And then there's, a, you know, a bunch of houses and like kind of a living quarters and then apartment buildings. And then it goes down to kind of trailers and such. Um, beyond that, you can see there's some type of construction going on. Um, but you can't tell what's up. Uh, and then beachside, as you kind of head south, um, you can see up ahead um, the lit-up sign that says Beachside Inn. Well, I'm surprised to find this place as well-appointed as it is. Got the impression from uh, people we ran across that this was uh, going to be more... Uh, more Bates Motel and less, uh, you know, the Hilton <laughs> of the wasteland. <laughs> mm. Let us continue. I'm guessing Gramps won't be home, seeing as he was headed north when we passed him, but, uh, Unless we know there might be a friendly face or two around as well. Yeah, not bad at all. I kind of like this place. Yeah, is there anything? Uh, yeah, just let me know. Uh, I mentioned some of the things that you see as you're kind of traveling uh, to head to Beachside to find Beachside Inn. Um, you do see all those things I mentioned, shops and stuff. Also, if there's anything in particular you're looking for, um, you can mention it to me. Chances are it's here as far as like a shop, a location, things like that. This is, like I said, much more civilized and organized than the wasteland. It's, you know, think Commonwealth, but down here Miami style, kind of a little earlier stages, just trying to birth up this city. And obviously Northside is in uh, answer to Brotherhood of Steel. So you kind of have this contrast, um, you know, going on. But regardless, if there's something in particular, just let me know because uh, you're in this city, you have this moment. Otherwise... You guys are getting up to the beachside inn. Ammo and any repair kits that we can go shopping for, yeah, would be worthwhile, at least for me. Yeah, you can stop in a uh, Gramps Supply Shop. Um, see, see what kind of supplies. Time. Yeah, yeah, you go in. Uh, 
Um, there's a woman running the place. Uh, she's just at the counter. You come in, and uh, she just greets you with a smile. Yep. Yeah, anything I can help you with? Uh, hi there. Hello. Hi. Uh, do you perhaps have supplies? Anything like that? Any uh, ammunition? Anything of that, that sort that we could possibly trade for? Yeah, I mean, hence the name, Gramps Supplies. We got supplies. Uh, look around. She kind of points, and you can see, um, yeah, they have all kinds of ammunitions, repair kits, like almost anything that you can think of here. Um, now, some of the basic stuff they have, like, you know, you want a repair kit? Absolutely. Cost from the book. Just deduct it, you know, caps or whatever, and, uh, uh, you know, you can get that. Anything kind of not so normal, not so typical, like any, like, unique weapon or thing or armor or whatever, Let's do that whole, uh, you know, 50-50 chance roll thing again. You tell me odd or even, you roll a 1d20. Let me know if it lands on your odd or even, whatever you called. And then that means you're lucky enough that they have that item in stock. But if it's a common item, you know, something normal, it's there. So just let me know. Um, I think basically all I really need is some fusion cells if they've got any. And robot repair kits, because I think I only have... No, that's perks. That's not going to help me at all. Yeah, I've got three on me, so it's not too bad, actually, but it wouldn't hurt to have uh, one or two more. Uh, repair kits, you're saying? Yeah, I might actually go for fusion cells first. Okay, yeah, do the uh, yeah, do the roll for the fusion cells. Uh, what do you want, odd or even? Um, uh, let's go with odd. Um, and also, um, I forgot to mention it during the speech, but there is a complication. Remember Jerry rolled that complication talking to Richter? Mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody thinking that I didn't play that, and it's there. Uh, you know, he did say, uh, I'll find you tomorrow. Uh, we'll revisit this and talk about it. Like, you see, it seems positive. We'll talk to you again. Um, but there wasn't, like, an immediate plan. There was a little bit of apprehension there. Um, and that might come into play when he does find you in the next day. Um, so just keep that in mind that I didn't forget about that complication. And I'll, I'll try to reiterate it when I get there. But um, what did you roll? Was it odd or even? Um, I haven't rolled yet. Okay. What, we, what dice are we rolling? Uh, just a 1d20. Yeah. 1d20 or 1d6. Whatever you want. Yeah. And just let me know. Uh, Ooh, we got odd. Nice. Okay, cool. You called odd? Yes, I did. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, then they have fusion cells there. Uh, yeah, we've got some in stock. Uh, Gramps just brought some back last month. Cost on them three. Was there anything that a uh, Jerry or Yasuke needed? I'm guessing that works out at sort of three caps per shot equivalent, is it? Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, because that's the total cost there, and then it tells you how many shots, right? Yeah. Uh, I think I'm pretty good right now. Um, okay. But it's a super mutant. You would wear Raider armor, wouldn't you? Only if it's built for a super mutant. Otherwise, I can't wear anything. Okay, so... Um, well, even if, though... if you wanted to check for a super mutant raider leather armor that does fit you, again, if you have the caps to buy it, you can tell me odd or even, roll the 1d20, see if you're lucky enough that they have it in stock for you to buy. That's what I was double-checking to see if they have... Specifically, I could wear any of the traditional armors. I could raider, leather, metal, or combat... Nice. If they have it for me, right? Yeah. As long as it's super mutant sized. Yeah. So we're going to see if they have specifically heavy 
Um, Raider armor pieces. Okay. All right, let's do this. My dice roll is never nice to me. We're going to go with even because I, I trust the dice. Yeah, go for it. I was betrayed by the dice. You were wronged. Um, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, you can see we've got some of the Raider armors and stuff, but nothing fit for you right now. Um, we're going to be getting back into customizations like in the next few days to a week, depending on when Gramps gets back. So if you want to check back in. Good to know. They typically never have armaments for my size. Simply nothing to wear. <laughs> um, how many fusion cells are, we, are they going to have in stock? Um, we'll say that uh, she has four of them. Just the four shots? Uh, no, isn't it uh, how many shots per? Um, I, I thought it the, said... I uh, think it basically rolls on an... Each cell is basically considered to be one shot, I think is the way they do it, just for practical sense. As oh, for some reason I thought the cost there was like per three or something. I, I might be completely... Uh... They are supposed to be relatively high-tech and rare, I think. But the okay, course defense is 14 plus 7 combat dice. The cost? Uh, the, the quantity found is on the ammunition table in... Book. It's uh, page ninety three on. The okay, page. then it is per shot or whatever. Um, what did it say the quantity roll was? Fourteen plus seven. Oh yeah. Dice. Oh, D six, I suppose, is probably easy. Yeah. Um. Hold on, then. It is per shot. Then. Uh, she's got twelve of them. Uh, we've got twelve in stock now. Uh, but but like I said, Gramps should be back in the next few days to a week, um, and we should have new stock. So you can always try again. Well, if we've got 12, that's uh, 12 more than I've got right now. So, yeah, I'll take those. Awesome. Yeah, clear us out. <laughs> that's great. She starts getting everything together. So, 12 shots up for 36 caps. Yeah, just deduct the caps. You've got them. Uh, yeah, if there's anything else, just let me know. Um, I'm getting ready to close down for the night, but, you know, we're open every day. And like I said, Gramps should be back in the next few days to a week. We'll have all new stock um, and, and maybe even something that we could fit for you. And she looks at you, Yasuke. Um, Yasuke is also looking at Do they happen to have a Deathclaw gauntlet on hand? Um, give me the luck. Give me a... Uh... Alright, Dice, listen. Um, you didn't do so well the first time, right? But like, alright, I'm going to trust you to do odd again. No, I'm going to go even. No, okay. It did odd last time. We're going to go even. We're going to go even. It... <laughs> no. Except for death glory arms. I am sorry. We're, it's just not your day for shopping. Um, but like I said, Gramps is going to be back in a few days to a week. Maybe uh, when he does show up, he usually always comes with a new run of supplies, and like you can always try again. Mm. Of course. At least you can do that. You know, if he, if if Gramp shows up in the next few days to a week, and you're still in Northside, or you come to the shop, um, you guys can have another chance uh, at the roll odd and even, and see if they have anything in stock that you need. Um, but you at least have that. Is there anything else? Well, chat suggesting uh, Hioske looking into getting some sword polish. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, Yasuke, we'll just get some sword polish. It makes sense to do a little whetstone work and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we have some of that. Super Mutant sitting around polishing his sword. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of sword polish. You got a little bit of metal polish. It's only one cap. Um, and even after even after Yasuke polishes his uh, his clock hand um, and his all his weapons, he, there's even enough left to give Sprocket a good shine. Ding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna close down shop. Uh, come back anytime while you're in town. Should have a quick roll. See if they've got any robot repair kits while we're at it. Um, I have no idea where those are gonna be on the. Uh... Um. Yeah, robot repair kits. Uh, she has those in stock. Cool. Yeah. yeah, she has. Uh, she has two of those in stock right now. I'm trying to find the price on them. But yeah, you get those two. Just when you do find the price, deduct the caps from you. But oh, she right. hooks you up. You've got them. Um, so just write those two down. Uh, yeah, come back anytime. She closes down shop. And yeah, on the front too, you notice uh, as you're leaving, because she, she turns the sign off and it kind of brings your attention to it. And it says, you know, Gramps Supplies. And you even see it has like a little little carving of like Gramps' face smiling like. It's his spot. <laughs> that was more expensive than I was expecting. What was it? It's 48 caps a pop. Oh my God. That is <laughs> way more expensive than I was expecting. Yeah. No kidding. Um... Did you want all of those? How many did I say they had two or four? I'm second thought I might pass on those. I'll stick with the three I've got. It was a nice idea to top up, but that's going to, even if I buy one, which I could afford to do, that's going to wipe out nearly all my caps. So. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You, pass. you You knock on the door. She unlocks. You hand them back. She refunds you. You thought about it. She's like, all right. All right. She hooks it was, it was a lot. <laughs> You're gonna be running on empty though. But yeah, you guys are together. Uh, you're in this city, um, as you see on roll twenty there. Um, and I forget who it was in chat says they want to steal that pink van. Uh, <laughs> you see there, I, I do too. Kind of, it looks kind of cool. Um, but yeah, you guys uh, just left the shop. She shuts down the sign. You can tell it's 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 late. You know, a lot of these signs like slowly are kind of turning off. You know, like the only one left on is like the twenty four hour diner. Um, like the hotel, the motel, you can see some of the house lights and trailers, you know, like living stuff, but most of the shopping, things like that, everything's kind of shutting down for the city for the night for the most part. Um, but you do see the beach side in, um, off uh, beach side, slightly south from where you're at. Uh, that light's still on. It says vacancy. Uh, you have to just head that way. A little upset that, once again, his shopping attempts have become a <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel for you man just as an overseer like outside of game like i said gramps will be there in a few days to a week hopefully you'll get another chance i feel bad yes guys horrible luck shopping he's it's not it's his okay thing. i'll do it again and i will still mess up the rolls because <laughs> is not meant to upgrade gear i'm like that NPC that has a fixed gear yeah. throughout the entire experience <laughs> that sucks <laughs> well so far, he's been able to uh, tank everything that's come his direction anyway, so this is not oh, a critical situation. That's very true. Um, 
But yeah, you guys make your way through. You make it through the city, start making it beachside. Um, everybody give me a, a perception survival. Um, this is just a difficulty of one. Oh, sorry, two. Two. If you rolled that before I said two and you wanted to use any of the negative twos, you can redo that if you want. I know I, I said one and then I said two after. <clears throat> and if you have action points, things like that, just keep that in mind too. No successes, but a complication. Yeah, we... We're falling yeah. at action points, but I think it's too late to use them. Uh, well, you can yeah. you can use them after the fact at double the cost, just like the uh, the negative twos. Little homebrew I do. Um, so you can keep that in mind too, if you want. If not, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, as you're approaching, um, you can see. Yeah, it says you know uh, uh, vacancy, and uh, um, the lights are on. It's open. Um, but it's, uh, you know, there's kind of like a fog and mist rolling in from the ocean, so it's very hard to see. Um, so you're not getting, uh, uh, you know, any detail other than that, that this motel is on. It's open. Uh, Yasuke will just try to go in, because Yasuke is now impatient and still upset about shopping. <laughs> Yeah, you enter in, uh, and you're basically looking at this lobby of this motel. Um, it's kind of like the manager's office. Um, it's fairly small. Like, think of like a small bedroom size. I think Yasuke would probably be kind of hunched in there. Um, if Jerry and Sprocket enter, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly tight fit. Um, and then you see this counter with this sort of, like, plexiglass that's cracked, tried to be kind of patched up. You know, the place is trying to look nice and upkept. Like the rest of the city, it has power. It's trying to be... Eh, but you can tell things things are old. Um, but there's a guy behind the counter. I mean, he has his back to you. Um, and it looks like he's just working on something um, as you enter. Um, and as you enter, he hears a little bing, bing. The little bell as the door opens. He says, I'll, I'll be with you in a moment. Uh, Yasuke, is there a bell on the counter that we can just bing? Uh, Yasuke will tap on the counter with like one of his metal um, guarded gauntlet fingers. It was kind of hard on the wood, just not... Yeah, he turns around and uh, he just said, oh, okay, yeah, what's up? What's up? Hey, you, you, need, you need a room? Oh, three. You need three rooms or what's what's going on? We are told you are an ally. To, uh... And then Yasuke looks back over at Jerry and Sprocket. The paper. Uh, are you, are you Curly? Yeah. Uh, who are yeah, you? Yeah, here, take a look at this. Um, yeah, he takes the paper, you hand him, um, and then he, he looks at it, and the, the second he looks at it, you just see his his facial expression change, like, oh, and he kind of, like, reaches under the thing and pulls something, and you see the door kind of close, and you hear it lock, um, and then he pulls some other type of lever, and then you hear, like, some, like, something is, like, extra locks are happening near the door or something. He says, hey, who, who sent you here? Blanking out his name. Hank. <laughs> Yasuke don't remember. Yeah, we stopped by a farm on our ways on our way south, and we're just outside of Miami, about a half a day away from the city. Oh, okay, okay. He takes the paper and puts it in his pocket, and then he's just like, hey, "Come, come on in my office." And he opens up the side door, like to the side of this sort of counter. 
I'm gesturing for you to come into the office. Yasuke goes over. Yeah, you come. Yeah, you guys come on in. He closes it, kind of shuts down the the office um, as you enter, and he and he just put again puts the paper in it in his pocket. He's like, so, so what's this about? What? Usually things are going the other way. Why are you coming here? Why do you have this? Oh, Hank. Is Hank okay? Is, is he okay? He's he's okay. He's oh, okay. Okay. Uh, had a confrontation with the Brotherhood, but he was able to talk his way out. He's a good man. Oh, okay. You had me fucking yeah. worried. Jesus. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he's a good friend of mine. We're family, you know? It, I'm assuming you have no love for the Brotherhood like many <laughs> around here. Now, fuck the Brotherhood. Uh, yeah. Think things were a bit different and they came into the picture and I mean you I mean you're you're, you're with Hank. I I figure you're you're part of the movement, right? You're you're here to help. Well, let's let's why don't, why do you explain that first? Uh let's get into a little bit of a conversation here. Uh fill me in on exactly what's up and then uh I'll fill you in on my part in this whole brotherhood situation. I want to get a well, feel for you first. Yeah, no problem. We we was just talking with Richter because uh, the plan here is to try and trigger a war between uh, the brotherhood and the enclave. Help them whittle the, the numbers of both of those down. Because the enclave is using a weapon called Clean Wave that kills everything it touches. It's intended for ghouls and super mutants. We didn't tell that to Richter. We didn't we didn't tell him that part, but we're telling that to you. But the thing is it kills everything. So the enclave needs to be stopped and the only power we know that's big enough to be able to do it is the Brotherhood. So we figure sick the Brotherhood on the Enclave and they'll take each other out. And then whoever's left, you know, the kings and whoever else We'll be able to help mop up what's left. That seems like a very pretentious plan here. I mean, have you met the Brotherhood before? How how are you gonna? How the hell are you gonna talk to them about any of this shit? I mean, they're gonna kill well, you on sight. I'm sorry to tell you, but you're not exactly their people, you know. We hadn't exactly planned to have the sight part happen. <laughs> Our efforts have been geared towards avoiding that particular situation recently. Thanks to uh, our mutual friend Hank, we've been successful so far. Yeah, no, Hank's good people. Uh, he's been through a lot. But uh, you said you talked to Richter. <laughs> what did Richter say about this? Oh, we showed him some samples of the dirt from Clean Wave. And he smelled it, and his nose started to bleed, and I th- he think he believed us. Okay. So, does seem amenable to our idea. Yeah. So he's down to help then. I think so. Seems like a good dude. All right. Well, I can tell you this: there, there's, <laughs> there's been no chance or any type of, uh, any, not even a hint of a, of a, of a chance to take out Brotherhood or make the situation any better. Uh, you know. Richter, the kings, they, they, they've kept them at bay. Uh, that's the best that we've had. We can live here. and They live there. We kind of keep to ourselves. Uh, we let the kings kind of deal with them. They, they fuck each other up every now and then. We get to live, you know. But it sounds like you might have something here. 
they could uh you know might get the, might get the brotherhood's interest peaked you know like you said pin them on enclave do something there i i don't know but if you've got richter willing to help you got him in and he can he can kind of get that happening this might be our only chance i kind of like this uh and if hank sent you to me you know i'm uh, i've got your back anything hank needs if you're part of his people you're good people uh i'm gonna put you up in my room 22 uh let me let me let me show you something here come with me kind of steps out of the office rocks the door back open with these locks these levers behind the counter gets out takes you down to room 22 hands you the key takes you into the room and it's a normal room and there's a couple like queen size beds you know just think like a normal motel room but then he takes you back to the closet in the back. He says, "I little something uh, we work on. I don't know how much Hank talked to you about what we've been part of, what we what we started with with this whole railroad movement and the since. I mean, I don't know if you're familiar, but uh, but you know this is part of our little underground uh, railroad system here." And he he pulls uh, behind the door this other sort of false paneling. It opens up, and you see this ladder drop down goes down similar to the to the uh, farmhouse this sort of underground cellar this one much bigger it looks like it almost goes the length of the motel it's much taller um, it looks like one end there's like crates and barrels and things like that um, there's a couple cots down here like for sleeping and table um, stuff like that there's there's even some power running down here he flips a switch some lights come on um, and then on one side there's a door um, and then he points out he's like now look you know shit hits the fan things don't work out with Richter or if it does work out and brotherhood just takes a hard left turn and shit goes south, whatever happens, if it doesn't work the way it's planned, you guys can get out through here. This is kind of a safe room. No one knows about this shit. And through that door right there, that goes to the old mine. Now these mines used to cut through in between the aquifers. Some of them are flooded, but you can make your way out. Uh, Pops out in the wasteland somewhere up north. Um, any one of the paths will take you up there. It'll at least get you away from Miami. It's at least a secret way out. All right. Well, I appreciate this. I think we we all appreciate this. Thank you. Hey, anything I can do to help? Uh, and if this, if this eventually leads to us uh, breaking up this whole brotherhood tension, north side bullshit, we can get back and... Work towards a normal civilization, you know, a normal fucking city where we all accept each other and we just live in peace. If we can get there, I'll do what it takes. Hasn't that always been the dream? For some of us. <laughs> I think uh, for, for others, it's been kind of a, a power move, a bit of a power trip, you know? Some don't just want to live in peace. They want to control everything, you know? <laughs> oh, we've been seeing that more and more in our troubles. Seems like everywhere we turn around, there's somebody else who's uh, trying to control things or destroy things. Or nobody seems to have heard the phrase "live and let live" anymore. That's nah, rare, but uh, hey, some of us get it though. In fact, uh, here, you know what? He pulls out that paper, the one with like the plus symbol and that asterisk thing, and he hands it back to you, Jerry. He says, "You know what? You keep this on you." Uh, you know, through the travels, you find more people like me and Hank. That right there will let them know you're part of us, you know? All right. Thank you very much. Much obliged. All right. Uh, yeah, get some rest. Uh, you're welcome to stay as long as you need. No charge. And uh, just uh, 
hit me up anytime. And he heads back to the manager's office. Hey, uh, Yasuke. I think your feet might stick out of the bed. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> it would not be the first time. Do you need, like, an extra blanket or something to cover them? Uh... I have slept in worse conditions. This is a modicum of comfort that is more that I am accustomed to. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Well, at least we have uh, some options here. Got uh, friends here in North Miami now. Just in case things don't go our way, we have uh, a means to get out of here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, I suppose we are to wait until we get confirmation of Richter's goals with us. Well, we could wait until morning. He didn't say anything about having to stay here. We can certainly uh, head out into North Miami and have a look around if we like. Maybe get the lay of the land a little. Yeah, I think uh, his exact words, you know, enjoy the city. You're you're welcome in Northside, and he'll find you sometime in the next day uh, to engage in conversation about the plans and stuff. But absolutely, yeah, you guys can get some sleep. If anybody needed, you know, any uh, HP back, you're actually getting very good sleep. I know in the book, you know, there's different types of sleep. This is very well. You're actually in a secure bed, in a secure room. Um, you feel protected because this dude Curly's running it, who's part of that whole railroad uh, agency system with Hank. So, like, this is, you know, just like when you stayed with the cult that loved you guys up in Disney World, you know? Even though that's weird to say, but, yeah, you know, you were very safe hanging with that cult, too, you know? But uh, but they like you, just like here. Uh, so any HP you need to get back, you got it back. Um, and, yeah, you get your sleep, and uh, you wake up the next day. Um, and it's morning time. Uh, you know, you have the run of the city. If there's anything in particular you wanted to go out, look for, uh, or do or whatever, just let me know. You guys are, are in the ho- in the motel room together. It's morning. I do not seek any other objective in this place. So if there are things you must take care of, I will simply accompany for the time being. No, R.C. Walker uh, in chat, though. It's not a well-rested bonus, I don't think. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but it's... Uh, if you get uh, well-rest, you get your HP back or whatever. I forget what the exact... Uh, what section it's in, but it's not It's not really a bonus. It's about uh, healing and stuff, but... Um, but yeah, go on. You guys are... Uh, in the morning, is there anything in particular you guys wanted to do or go or anything like that? Otherwise, I'm going to streamline to Richter finding you all. Yeah, we we got stuff we could sell, but we can probably do that off stream. Um, yeah, no, and uh, you know, for the we don't need to role play it, but absolutely, we can say in the morning. You guys wake up, you get a little, uh, you get a little free continental breakfast hookup from Curly. He's got like some some toast and some jams from like some of the local farms and stuff, uh, which is pretty nice. Um, you actually get like a little bit of a breakfast. Sprocket gets a little bit of oil or something. We'll say uh, gets his little shine from Yasuke. Um, and you stop by Gramps. Anything that you guys wanted to sell out of the gear? Absolutely. And you can do that off stream. Um, just make note of that uh, on your individual character sheets. Just get rid of whatever you want to get rid of. Uh, the cost of the book, I think it's at 50%. Um, unless you want to do, uh, I think it's barter. 
yeah, a barter roll. Um, so 50% of the caps of worth on anything you want to sell out of your inventory. If you want to do a barter roll, go ahead and do that now. Um, and this will be contested. Um, just let me know if you're going to do it first so I can do my roll and I can let you know the difficulty. Okay, I'll do the barter. Okay, hold on. Anything to get rid of, to be honest. So, one success. <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've got yeah, some you got things. It. Yeah, you cool. beat it. She's, uh... Um, yeah, no, I, I understand. You guys traveling, that's fine. I'll, I'll give you 100% for it. I feel bad that your super mutant buddy couldn't get things he wanted. We didn't have a sock. That's fine. 100%, whatever uh, you got to sell there, Jerry. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, Sprocket or Yasuke, did you have anything you needed to sell? No, I'm good, actually. I know. Yeah, Yasuke, I, really... I was going to say, Yasuke, Yasuke has, he hasn't even been able to buy anything yet. He has nothing to sell. <laughs> oh, Yasuke. Too, too honorable, you know? You need, to, you need to start looting bodies. Um, okay. But yeah, yeah. Jerry at least sells that. You, you do that little deal. And as you step out of the shop, um, you know, he, he, almost before you can even get fully out of the door, uh, Richter steps up and he's got like those four kind of raider guards just standing behind him, just kind of like looking around and stuff. And he steps up, hey, good morning. So did you have a good night's sleep? Mm, great. Very well rested. Very comfortable, thank you. Yeah, so uh, you want to uh, come on over to my place and let's have a little talk about this clean wave plan. And he starts walking, uh, you know, and you guys kind of take a walk um, into kind of the living quarters area. Um, You can see past the houses, there's actually like where it goes into nicer neighborhood sort of area. And he has this kind of like little mini mansion in this neighborhood that you go in and there's a shitload of raiders hanging out outside. There's even some makeshift tents and things like it's like a, a little encampment within the encampment of city, you know, um, think of like, you know, the walls around a, a medieval castle or something. Then when you get to the castle, it's like got its own little barricade sort of thing. It's almost feels like that, like, you know, double the layering. But you get up in there, he comes into his house, and in here you see it's almost like a mini museum. Um, there's a collection of all kinds of pre-war items and things framed on the wall, artwork and stuff, like he's been collecting things and whatever. But he has you come on in, sit down. So, uh, main plan here is you need uh, one of us to act as you know a human <laughs> courier, get this clean wave information down to Brotherhood and put them on enclave that my understanding that right yep well it seems like that would be more successful than us going down there oh yeah you wouldn't even make it past the border i can guarantee that (laughs) um i'll tell you what i've got somebody he's, he's got the gift of gab you could probably uh make things happen in there get the door open and then you might have to do a little talking and convincing. If, if you know, he could get the Brotherhood to at least listen. Uh, he's he's going to be our only shot. And he'll, he'll play like he's not part of us. He's going to play a little little bit independent. It'll, it'll be smooth. Uh, we'll get into those details, you know, when, when we get to that point. But first, there's a little something I need help with. It's a kind of... We'll say this is kind of your initiation, your little uh, your little prerequisite to being part of our team, our little 
a little partnership, so to so to speak. You know, scratch my back and uh, I'll scratch yours. So, yeah, yeah. Here's what's up. There's there's this little group of uh, Raider family called the Junktown Raiders. They're they're a little bit north of here, and they've always been a little conflict with us. Us, you know, the Kings. We've been around a long time, and um, when shit hit the fan with Brotherhood, we took over Northside and expanded and. Obviously established the way that we are now, and things are good. But these fucking junk town raiders, man, they, they're constantly a thorn in my side. They fuck up our little trade routes. They've attacked Gramps a few times. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's our main source here. He's, he was even working with, uh, well, you guys hate the Brotherhood. I'll fill you in. He was working with this uh, super mutant, uh, like you, he points at Yasuke. This guy named Dimitri over there on the, the West Coast a little bit here in Florida, and he was working with these group of ghouls. They were actually going to help us uh, take on the Brotherhood. We're still working on that plan. Uh, that might, might even come into plans with this. Maybe you talk to them, pin them on Enclave, and I'll I'll get these this army of ghouls and this dude, Dimitri, uh, like we've been planning. Maybe we'll make our move together. But, but regardless, these Junktown Raiders, they even uh, tried to fuck him up a bit, tried to take some supplies he was gathering for us, tried to attack our boy Gramps a couple times. They've even fucked with our border. Uh they're just a thorn in the side, and uh, we need somebody to take them out. They have a little encampment north of here, uh, just outside the old junkyard, and um, you know we just can't spare the people. I can't, I can't send my team up there. I can't deal with it. The second we leave, the second we thin our numbers, Brotherhood will fuck us. You know. So you guys seem capable. Uh, I know you're not an army. Uh, they're not that many. They're a family of maybe. 20 or 30 people but I feel like maybe you know you guys could be clever tactful I don't know think of a I don't know a unique way to take these assholes out you know fuck up their whole encampment take them all out get rid of these junk town raiders make them leave Florida I don't care whatever you gotta do just get that thorn out of my side and then I'll cover all expenses. I'll hook up this courier situation. I'll line it up the way you want. We'll even be your backup if uh, we need to make a move after that. Now, of course, I've got to line things up with my boy Dimitri and his army of ghouls. You know, we got to combine the numbers to make it happen. But but you go take out these junk towns and uh, raiders, and I'll get I'll get my boy to be you know fake courier and kind of open the door to brotherhood for you. We got a deal. We did meet Gramps on the way down there. He seemed like a, an agreeable sort of a chap. Gramps is good people. Uh, he's been running trade in Florida for a long time. Some raiders were attacking him when we uh, when we met him. We helped to to, to end that dispute. There's probably the fucking Junktown assholes. They uh, they're constantly attacking the Gramps. You know, Gramps is a nice old dude. You know, he is. He's a good guy. Well, it's quite a long way north of here. How far away did you say these Junktown people were? Uh, a handful of miles north. Um, in fact, here I can show you. And he pulls up this map. Oh, God, I feel horrible. I still haven't updated that Florida map, um, the Pit Boy map that I, that I grabbed for us. Um, I'll pull it up here on roll twenty. Um, just for fun, even though I haven't updated it, just to give the vibe of it, because I do love the look. Um, but yeah, he pulls up, uh, uh, you know, he's got a pit boy. He pulls it up. He pulls up this map of Florida. Um, you can see there is, 
Um, you know, just anybody that's not familiar. Oh, hold on one second. This is Miami Beach is way down here. Uh, Miami is kind of right here. Miami Beach is right off of the coast, kind of like a peninsula, almost looks like Florida, but a mini Florida coming off of Miami. That's Miami Beach. And then north of that is considered North Miami, all right in that little area. Um, And then just like a handful of miles north of there, up here in this wasteland sort of clearing, is this big sort of uh, junkyard area. It's like a salvage, um, you know, acres and acres of of, um, landfill. And right outside of there is this little junk town where the junk town raiders set up encampment. You know, they started as scavengers and stuff and kind of upgraded into assholes. But uh, but that's where it is. And he points it out. Fair enough. But yeah, you guys that look like uh, you guys look like you can be kind of clever. You got a little little uh, ragtag uh, variety team here. I think uh, yeah, I think uh, you might be able to pull something off. You know what helps with cleverness, though? Uh, supplies. If you got some explosives or uh, something heavy-duty that we might be able to put to use? Yeah, I think I think we can help. Uh... Maybe some extra ammo for my bot friend here, or, you know, some armor for my big buddy over here. Yeah, I think we can help with some of this. Uh, you know, I don't know that we have any armor that's going to fit this guy. You're going to have to check with Gramps on supplies like that and, and some custom stuff. But I can tell you, we can get you some explosives. Uh, we've we've got. Uh, let's let's take a little walk. Uh, and he kind of shuts down his little manch- mansion, leaves that little encampment to get back into the main part of the city. Um, and then he takes you down to this sort of warehouse district where it's like these series of warehouses, and he goes in and. Uh, Again, bunch of raiders kind of guard in this area. And he explains that, you know, this is my armory. And this is, uh, you know, I don't know if you've been wondering, you know, it's we've got the numbers, you know, as you see. And uh, Brotherhood kind of, they know that. But you also know the Brotherhood, uh, you know, they always have a lot going on. And it takes uh, quite a bit uh, to hold them off. I mean, do you, you know the history of Brotherhood in the area? You know how this all started in Miami? Uh, I don't know the whole history, but we have seen them clearing out some land and taking up all the water and s- supplies. Oh, yeah. No, they've been draining the aquifers. There's no more water left out in the area other than our own within city, under the city, but they've been draining everything. Uh, but it started a long time ago. You know, uh, they took over Homes- the Homestead Air Reserve Base uh, just south of Miami oh. Beach. And they discovered a U.S. military robotic storage and repair facility down there. Um, they brought in their technicians, and now they have a large bot presence down there. Sentry bots doing defense on their facility. Robo brains uh, serving as analysts in defense. And we've even got rumors they've got like a whole squad of assaultrons they use as like assassination tools and shit that they've initially put out on the Raider families and stuff when they first got established. Now, we haven't had to deal with too much, you know, when we butt heads, and this is kind of what kept them at bay. And he kind of, like, pulls up this garage to the warehouse, and you see uh, in this one, um, you know, a bunch of, like, barrels and tanks all, like, lined up to the side, uh, like, you know, to store things. You can't tell what's in those. But then in the main part of this warehouse is this big, like, mechanical, 
all I can explain is it looks like a catapult. It's this huge sort of catapult machine. Um, and then he, he explains like, uh, you know, this is what keeps the brotherhood at bay. They know we have this. We've been working on this and uh, this will take out more than half of Miami. It'll leave North Miami set, but uh, but we just, we've been holding off. We've been holding off because we don't know the power of it and we don't know how much it's going to take out. And if we can just tactfully take over Miami, I don't know. But regardless, this is what's been keeping them at bay. And you can see there's this huge, like, um, I don't have the image uploaded. Uh, like this huge, um, like bomb, basically, that they can catapult over into Miami. Yeah, damn it, I don't have the image uploaded. Um, yeah, just you see it though. It's like this huge, uh, um, you know, mechanical device that's loaded into this catapult, and he explains how he can launch this over the border into Miami, um, taking out more than half of Miami and South Beach. I'm guessing we're looking considerably smaller than the missile we saw. At, oh yeah, uh, Disney World. Yeah, yeah, it's smaller than that. Oh. Hmm. Smaller than that, but still large enough that you can tell, like, absolutely, if this was launched over into Miami, this would probably take out half of Miami and South Beach. But, uh, as you know, numbers aren't everything. Brotherhood have all the tech and all that, all the weapons, all these bots that they got when they got established down here. So, so far, aside from our numbers, this, this has been the only thing kind of uh, keeping the, the, the threat pressure on them, you know? Tony, yeah. do you have means to transport this thing? Yeah. All I'm thinking is it's on wheels. In the, in the event that we succeed in our plan, this might be a very effective tool to mop up whatever's left after the Brotherhood and the Enclave fight it out. I'm all for that. Uh,. Both of those factions are assholes in my book, so whoever's left, I'm down to fuck them up. Wow. That might be uh, just what we need to put the final nail in their coffin, as it were. Hmm. That still leaves us with our uh, potential dealing with our 10 to 1 odds over at the junkyard, though. They are of no threat to us. Well, if the numbers are less than a hundred, we can deal with them. Hey, like and, and feel free uh, if you need any of our. Uh, you mentioned explosives and stuff. You know, I wasn't just trying to show off the catapult, but uh, those barrels are full of fuel. Uh, we've got some napalm in a couple of these. Um, I've got some uh, Molotov cocktails, we've got some grenades, some baseball uh, nades, we've got, you know, as you see, all kinds of explosives and things. You ask for explosives, you know, feel free to take what you need and uh, take care of those junk town raiders for me. Do you have heavier armor of sorts? Uh, like to wear? To wear, yes. Uh, yeah, not not that'll fit you. I'm sorry there, buddy. Um, you're gonna have to check with Gramps or the supply shop. Get some custom uh, custom armor done. Of course. A friend has not been having much luck lately on the uh, old uh, upgrades front. 
Yeah, um... You know what, I might have something for you, actually. Go ahead, take care of uh, whatever explosives you need, and uh, I'll be right back. Him and his team kind of, like, take off. So, yeah, what do you guys need uh, as far as explosives and this armory and things? I'll let you guys kind of discuss amongst yourselves, gather what supplies you need. But uh, this armory, aside from the catapult, this custom bomb that he's made, um, like I said, barrels of fuel, a couple barrels of napalm. Um, you can think of anything from the book under those explosives. Uh, he pretty much has those supplies, and he's willing to let you take uh, whatever you need uh, to take out these Junktown Raiders. Maybe some dynamite, something like that. Might be able to set something up with that. Yeah, if we could sneak some of that in and then set it off from a distance, we'd be able to take out a number of them before they even know we're here or there, that is. I think dynamite might be a, a versatile solution. Might so, be. We can either use it directly on uh, the Raiders or we can possibly rig it up to do something else if the uh, opportunity presents itself. I mean, we don't quite know what we're getting into yet. Hmm. So, yeah, what, uh, now, what was that? Uh, I, I don't know a lot about explosives, so if either of you uh, know some about best way to use them, you know, we, that could go pretty far here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, other than lighting the fuse and getting out of there, that's <laughs> about the limit of my expertise. I stick to using my blade for most circumstances. Okay, okay. I stand on the side of confronting them, eliminating, then moving forward. Alright. Well, uh, we'll just do our best with what we got then, huh? Well, we can try that. I mean, we have the opportunity to stock up a bit here maybe we should just in case uh, something comes up when we get there take an opportunity when it presents itself um, how much has it got much in the way of diamond, dynamite down here um, yeah you see a crate of dynamite sticks um, like I said you've got fuel some napalm dynamite sticks molotov cocktails grenades a little baseball grenades any of those explosive things that you can think of he's got supplies of it so you just tell me what you guys want to take to help you well, i think a lot of it's going to be rather difficult to transport for us i don't know about you guys but i don't fancy rolling a barrel of fuel <laughs> for several miles i say we fill sprocket with napalm <laughs> Filling with napalm, just charging in, holding a stick of dynamite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, I look through. There's not. Uh, the Oscar will not use explosives. 
And yeah, I like that P, uh, PWB in DE. I like that. How old is the dynamite? Is it old and sweating? Um, I, I love that. Let's let's say this. Uh, when you do take dynamite or any of these explosives, you better pray you don't land on a complication when it's time to use them. <laughs> and yeah, that pre-complication uh, was this gig too, by the way, because um, I saw that comment in there prior. Um, just like when, when Jerry rolled the complication to get their help, and he's like, all right, I'll find you tomorrow. Now it's not so simple as we've checked you out. You seem legit. We'll help you with your plan and brotherhood. Now it's like you seem legit. We'll help you with your plan. But first... You know, do this. Yeah, no, this is fine. You know. I think... Experience points. We're talking uh, about a crate of dynamite here. Maybe sh- is that reasonably transportable? That should be reasonably movable. Yeah, yeah. You guys can take uh, anything you want to. Keep in mind, like, you know, if there's a barrel of fuel and things like... Um, there's smaller containers. There's smaller crates. Mm. There's a sack you can toss things in, like... Um, I'm not going to hold you back based on transport and stuff. You know what I mean? As long as you're not like taking full barrels of things like beyond reality of transport, you know, but barrel crude oil. Yeah. Yeah. But there's even like a dolly. There's like, you know, one of those old suitcases with the wheels on the bottom that you pull up the handle that you can drag, (laughs) you know, like you can, you can transport these things in, in a multitude of ways. How much dynamite we've got in this crate? Just so I've got a, a figure. Um, we'll say like, oh yeah, a good amount. There's like 20 sticks in this crate. It's a nice little wooden crate, 10 and 10 lined up. I think I'm going to grab that for now. We'll take with. What about Jerry and Yasuke? Well, Yasuke is sticking with his blades and things. What's Jerry grabbing? Anything in mind for this plan for the Junktown Raiders? Um, I guess there's probably extra long fuses or something that we could, uh, I mean, oh, I, yeah. I don't know enough about plosives, but there, there's a whole, might not yeah, there's fuses. a whole, a whole coil of fuse that you can see attaches to one of those things, you know, that you've seen in old movies and shit. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, perfect. We're going to do this Charlie Chaplin style. So, uh, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll grab that. Um, and I guess some mines, if they got mines. Yeah, uh, any of the any frag... explosives. Okay, so I'll grab some frag mines. Um, is there a limit to how many I can take? Um, we'll say that they have... Uh, there's six of them there. Um, you, can take, all right. you can at least take... You, know, you can take all of them, or you can take a few of them, whatever. I've got a I'll couple take... on me as well. So. Okay. Then I'll, I'll, I'll take all six of them. I've already got a couple on me, but uh, there we go. Now we got lots of frag mines. We can set up, and hopefully nobody sees us while we're doing this, because otherwise that screws up this explosive plan. <laughs> well, we'll see what we see when we get there, won't we? Come yeah. The plan we've Critically fail a sneak, a sneak roll as you approach, right? Yeah, that would be bad. But yeah, you gather it up, uh, Sprocket gathering up. Lands on the mine. Yeah, you, gra- you grab up the dynamite, Jerry's grabbing up these mines, he's grabbing the, the long roll of fuse, the little trigger box and stuff, and just gathering up things. Um, Yasuke's standing by waiting. Um, and as you do that, you gather it up, and then all of a sudden Richter comes back in with his guards and enters uh, the armory. Um, and it looks like he's holding something. He said, now, uh, he looks to you, Yasuke, and he says, I... 
I was keeping this on my wall. It was just a little, little bit of wall art, but uh, I feel bad. There's nothing that fits you and stuff. I at least got this. Uh, you can have it. He tosses it to you. Um, and it, inside the sack, uh, you open it, um, and it looks like it's it, it's actually an antique uh, that he had on his wall. Um, like I said, he was gathering items and museum things, right, in his mansion. Um, and you can see it's an old, uh, like, a samurai helmet. Um, it looks like it's uh, um, some type of, of heavy, heavy-duty combat helmet. I'll get the exact stats on it. I couldn't find it. I only have my toolkit with me right here. Uh, I'll dive into the book and get you the exact... Uh, um, you know, DR and all that good info. Um, but for right now, at least write down that you have a, you know, a badass samurai helmet. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I think you're muted. Uh, there's heavy metal and heavy combat. Uh, combat armor is better than metal. I have the stats for the head armor because I obviously am a super mute. I only have a small list of armor options. Okay. So is it metal or combat? Because the difference is four you don't have a three. But you don't have a helmet already? I do, helmet is the one thing I don't have. It okay. does not come with my background. Okay, cool. Yeah, you get... Uh, it's a metal helmet. Um, it's it's not a, a, a more modern, badass combat one. It's more of an old-school antique, but it is made from, like, solid tempered steel from, like, you know, samurai warrior days and such. And uh, it doesn't just do its job as a helmet, but, I mean, aesthetically, it actually fits your style. Um, it's actually uh, it actually makes you a little bit happy to get this. Not a normal helmet. Uh, I'm absolutely ecstatic with this, as Yasuke <laughs> will literally take a moment to look at it and then respectfully bow before Richter. You honor me. Hey, just uh, do a good job. Let's let's fuck up the Brotherhood, right? Yeah. I think we definitely have the means coming together here. All right. Well. Gather what you need, take out the Junktown Raiders, come back and see me when you're done, and uh, we'll set forth a plan, whatever you want to do with this Brotherhood situation. I'll get that courier working for you, we'll we'll take it from there. Sound good? Oh. Yes. We can do that. Right. Sounds great. This is where we'll end our session. We'll stop right here, we'll, we'll continue on right here next Friday, same place, same time. With the team, uh, they've gathered their explosives. Yasuke got a, at least a nice badass samurai helmet. Um, and yeah, the team will gather up the supplies and head north, head towards the Junktown Raiders, towards this big landfill and their little encampment up there. Um, hopefully take them out for the Northside Kings and thus getting the Northside Kings to help with the Courier and the Brotherhood in this whole situation. Um, Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and chat and contributing ideas and being here for the live stream. It really does mean a lot. Um, anybody that's not here for the live stream, watch the VOD. Even though if you're not here for the live stream, you wouldn't even hear me say that shit. So, you know, I'm weird like that. <laughs> but no, seriously, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I want to thank my players for being here. I have, I have such a good time doing this shit. You guys are awesome role players. Um, and, yeah, we'll see everybody next time. Make sure uh, everybody watching, check out all the links and uh, content and cool stuff that we all put out. All of us are content creators and would really like your support. Um, see you next time. Bye. Fascination. Fascination.